Hello, I'm Kaylee, And I'm Evie, and we are two gals here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health and self-love. Twice a month, prepare for no filter and pure honesty, covering everything from improving your mental health to discovering your body. Welcome to Clitorally the Best, a conversation with Lindsay from Sex Ed with Lindsay, discussing Tantra. Yes, what is Tantra? Because we don't have a clue. We really don't have a clue. <laughs> but we really want to um, learn about it. Cause, yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Tantra literally means to like weave. So a lot of people have this um, notation that it's weaving of like bodies because it's related. Tantra is has a relation to sex, but Tantra in itself is an entire philosophy. Um, it's mixed with uh, traditions of Hinduism and Buddhism, and um, it's also, you know, it's a text, it's a, um, an instrument, a technique based on um, Indian tradition. So it's really important to note the true lineage of Tantra because um, a lot of folks get into uh, this headspace where, um, you know, they might not necessarily know the actual, you know, the tantric traditions and the traditions of tantra and that it's really important to you know be able to honor that um origin and philosophy so that's technically tantra is it's more also of a you know um of a philosophy rather than like Mm -hmm. a religion um to where the goal is to be you know literally connected connect oneself to a higher power that's, okay. you know, the goal, essentially, of Tantra. And, you know, we always hear Tantra, Tantric sex, Tantra, you know, when it's really more about learning a deeper understanding within oneself and how we connect to the universe. Mm-hmm. And sex is a part of that for sure. But, you know, this is the more worldly, broad perspective of it. Yeah, so it's more of like oh, a spiritual so thing. I think, because, yeah, you think of just Tantric sex. Like, when I say, oh, we're going to do a podcast on Tantra, everyone's like, ooh, mm-hmm. like... Sex, sex, sex. But yeah, when I've briefly Googled it, it's more about like connecting, isn't it? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So how exactly does it work? Uh, that's a little difficult to <laughs> define. <laughs> yeah. See, we so we made these questions not completely knowing um, yes, okay. what it was. So really, it's it's not just a practice, is it? Yeah, it's a it's an entire yeah. philosophy. Um, it comes with you know um, you know reading uh, tantric texts to mm. you know even going on like a spiritual journey back to India. Um, but tantra is just oh, wow. to practice it is basically to expand your consciousness and awareness um, one with the universe. So like what we mean, say tantra means to weave or womb. So we're weaving ourselves into the universe and you know there's several ways kind of on how to be more connected with tantra um a lot of it is through um meditation and mindfulness as well and through those practices is where you can kind of translate those over to your sex life as well because they do um they can like coincide together i love it it sounds so wonderful (laughs) i think i did disconnect a second there so i'm sorry if i disappeared Okay. Um, so, sorry, you covered how it works, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to listen then? to it to find <laughs> out. 
Okay, well, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, I blame my boyfriend. He came in and just, like, distracted me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so when it comes to Tantra, what is the goal? Why do people seek it out? What, what are they, why are they doing it? Um, so, you know, Tantra is essentially being able to be one with, like, divine power, one with, you know, the mm. consciousness of the earth. So, you know, people seek it out because it's mind it's life changing in that sense to where you can essentially mm -hmm. transcend to, you know, spiritual, you know, well-being and everything like that. Um, that's like Tantra, you know, philosophy wise, you know, for sex, it can absolutely transform your sexual game um, because it makes you um, go slower and makes you more mindful, um, mostly of what you're doing and, mm -hmm. you know, how you're reacting and how you're feeling during sex you're you and your partner are able to have a more uh mindful pleasurable experience together exactly yeah and i yeah so i always i was thinking oh sorry no it's fine <laughs> i was just gonna say that even just that I, I didn't know much about this but uh through following you i just saw one of your posts about like just deep breathing and that ha mm -hmm. like, during even just solo sex and um i tried that a few times and the results were insane. I don't know why I never thought to just slow down, breathe through it, just allow it to build on its own. Instead, I was forcing it every time. And I think I've been doing that my entire life. So mm. it's really good to try and think like, wait, I can just take a step back and it will come to me. Absolutely. I'm glad you're able to practice. Yeah, I always feel, yeah, I feel like when, for me, it was always like the mm. end goal. But I probably need to think more about like getting there and enjoying the like yeah. not being crazy yeah. but like, the journey like rather than just yeah, that's what we yeah. need to do enjoy every every part of it and um what do you find or like what are the benefits of tantra uh there are so many benefits of mm. tantra you know as in general you know you're becoming like more aware of yourself becoming more self-aware is a huge thing um you're realizing that you know you're not just necessarily your own person, how your energy interacts with somebody else is important too. And, you know, your energy essentially can transfer to somebody else and somebody else's energy to can't transfer to you because, you know, we're all essentially one with our consciousness in the universe. So, um, you know, it makes you more aware of kind of who you're spending your time with um, and who even like your sexual partners are, like what kind of energy are they giving off to you? And once you become more self-aware, you're kind of able to, to notice, you know, what kind of energies people, um, different people in your lives give off and whether that energy, you know, is positive and fulfilling or whether that's negative and not. So mm. self-awareness mm. is great. Um, learning to be mindful, like what um, Evie had said before, um, learning about you know life as a journey and not necessarily the destination the end goal reaching to get the end goal end goal you're not enjoying life you know you're letting essentially mm. life pass you by you know by you know trying to get to the next goal and the next goal and the next goal and i'm guilty of this too we all are of you know not like stopping and smelling the roses sometimes you know but mm. tantra <laughs> you know when you practice tantra it really helps you embody that um sense of mindfulness and being aware and conscious of being mm. able to appreciate the present moment and that transfers to sex too because we do have this end goal of like orgasm 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 when that doesn't necessarily yeah. even have to be the end goal and the i think the more you think about it the less it'll happen in my opinion like the more you yeah, worry about absolutely. it like this has definitely been from my personal experience like 
the more I was in my own head about it, the way less likely I was able to orgasm. So um, taking like the fear and taking the worry out and then, you know, bringing in, you know, the connecting, the connectedness with, you know, your partner or with yourself, you know, whether you're doing partner or solo sex and uh, connecting to your breath and with the present moment is much more a pleasurable, fun experience than, you know, just like, okay, gotta go, gotta orgasm, gotta orgasm, you know, gotta go, gotta do this, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting, like, how much of your life you go on, like, autopilot. I know I am, and it, and when you hear Tantra, I guess you do automatically think sex, but it absolutely isn't just that. Like, all of my life, I, well, I mean, I think I'm trying to work on it, but it is interesting how much you are just not noticing what's going on. You're doing things because you think that's what you're supposed to be doing, or you think that's how you're supposed to be feeling, but... Yeah, I think if I just practice to be more mindful, then you would realize things are how so much more delicious food or mm-hmm. how appreciative you are of a nice day or the smell of rain, anything like that. <laughs> and it sounds quite cheesy, but when you really focus on it, it does make everything so much better. It just deep breathing during masturbation, I've realized, wow. And that is like a, that's sale. From then, now, I've got to try it a lot harder. Absolutely. <laughs> And back to the, like, um, how it's all in your headspace. I feel definitely with a female orgasm. Obviously, I can't speak on men, but um, I feel that if I could be as, like, in the greatest position, like, Mm. um, I could be watching porn or whatever, I could be with my partner, and if I'm thinking about it or I'm not in the right headspace, it's never going to happen. So I feel, yeah, that is probably is really important. Yeah. (laughs) For me. Mm. Absolutely. And it Mm. takes a lot of work. It does take work. Mm. Yeah, it's not like just going to come to you naturally necessarily. You know, that's what people like yeah. they start like a mindfulness practice and they give up like 3 days later cuz not why am I not like completely, you know, transcending with the universe yet? <laughs> it's like <laughs> takes a lot of time to unlearn, yeah. you know, and and re- rewire, reframe your thinking in your body, in your mind. It takes a lot of time and a lot mm. of effort to do that, you know. But you have to work at something to reap yeah. its benefits, don't you? So, yeah, absolutely. And that's what- <laughs> We all we have to try, or it's nothing's gonna come to us. Exactly. Yeah. We, me and Evie were just saying this earlier, actually, about partners and how it could be the best, the most uh, attractive person you've ever seen, or the best position of your life. But if you're just not connected, it it's just another, uh, just another bit of sex, another uh, session of sex that's just happening. And you can, we were saying how mad it is that it can be so pleasurable just the tiniest touch but also equally if you're not in the mindset or in the zone or connected it's just nothing you're just laying there like when will this be over um which which it shouldn't be you should be in the zone (laughs) which is bad (laughs) you should be enjoying every every nerve ending firing off and yes that's what we that's what we want to achieve that is why you should be more picky i guess with who you are as well yeah um Mm -hmm. who you're with yeah. Which brings us on to our next bit. Is it just for couples or or no? Is it something someone can do on their own? If it is, because it's not just sex, it, Tantra is all of your life. So I guess it can just be for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of people have misconceptions about Tantra, and that's, you know, because some of the outdated, you know, um, misconceptions about it from, like, the Western side ultimately you know and how Mm. it became like almost like a couples retreats you know for heterosexual couples or whatever but tantra can be for everybody um 
tantras for LGBTQ couples, tantras for your own self, whether or not you're, you know, you're doing solo sex or you're doing sex with just a partner. Um, because it's mm. not, you know, about who you're with. It's about like your own sense of self personally and what you're doing. So, I mean, it also comes both ways. Like you can have amazing, you know, tantric sex by yourself. And, but if your partner is kind of not on that same level as you, you're not going to necessarily like have the same amount of enjoyment. So that's why it's important, you know, to be surrounding yourselves, you know, with people who do bring you that, you know, positive energy and everything like that. And if you bring yourself positive energy the most, then that is something that, you know, is empowering to you. And that's something that you, you know, can definitely, you know, take advantage of the benefits of Tantra in terms of like solo sex, you know, because it's just about being connected with your breath and your body and um, not worrying about, you know, what's going to happen next. You have to start with yourself. Yeah. Gotta love yourself before you expect someone else to. Absolutely. I recommend doing it, everything yourself too. Even if you're with a partner at first, I recommend, you know, you know, if your partner is interested in Tantra and that journey, then that's awesome too. But, you know, you're your own people and, you know, it's important to have your own practices, you know, of self-pleasure and self-love and Tantra before necessarily you want to conjoin them together. Um, And you can even do practice Tantra without having sex at all. You know, it's about if you're with a partner, it's about deeper connectedness with that partner. So even just looking at each other and breathing deeply can provide like, um, you know, like benefits as well in terms of like learning Tantra together and being, you know, connected with each other. So when, you know, the time is to have sex that is, you know, practicing with Tantra, the better it is. Mm. And I think it would allow people to focus more and less just um, for, for heterosexual couples instead of just straight just penetration. It could be, it does, I think, give you an opportunity to explore uh, like the feel of someone's hands or the kissing or whatever, massage, whatever you feel like builds it because a lot of people do skip foreplay as well. So I think Tantra mm-hmm. would be a great like segue into exploring each other's um, like energy instead of just the genitals, <laughs> instead of just yeah, pure... Absolutely raw sex I think it's brilliant to like look at it from a slightly different perspective a bigger picture it's not just a race it's like a whole experience which I love the idea of but I really need to focus on myself yeah (laughs) yeah like you said it's gonna take time so yeah but no yeah if say if like I wanted to um like start doing it or get introduced into doing what do you recommend I think the first step I would, yeah, I think the first step that I would recommend is try to incorporate a daily mindfulness practice, whether it's like, and that's not related to sex at all necessarily. So like, however Mm -hmm. long, you know, I would start the shorter amount of time, the better, because some people think that they can just like jump into a 20 minute meditation and they're like, you know, it's, it's not, or it's not going to work out, you know, if you haven't kind of trained your brain in that sense yet. So even just blocking out three to five minutes a day to where you're going to be able to practice like mindfulness, you know, even walking, um, enjoying the fresh air, being in the present moment. It's just anything that's essentially being in the present moment, eating your breakfast in the present moment is practicing mindfulness and meditation. You know, um, it can just be whatever your style is. And, you know, you can download the apps. I've I've used like Headspace before. I think it's pretty good Um, and Calm Mm -hmm. and other, you know, 
other tools to assist you as well. So very first step is, you know, you're not going to be able to have mindful sex if you're not necessarily practicing mindfulness in a yeah. non-sexual setting. Because once you add, you know, sex in and mindfulness, it's just going to be like, it's just going to be even harder to concentrate, I feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm too distracted by all the genitals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm halfway through reading Headspace myself and I found that's, um, that's really helping just with day to day. Like you say, eating breakfast, like just eating food, like putting mm. your phone away, focusing on that food what you are doing and it's like more like treasuring moments and yeah like you say being in the mm. present exactly. I didn't even so, think of that in yeah, my like, head it, yeah. it was sitting down listening to um sound baths and uh yeah. soundscapes and sitting with my legs crossed and trying to not think of anything but think of everything at the same time <laughs> yeah absolutely it doesn't it can be kind of however you you want it to be and that's the beautiful thing about it you know it doesn't have to be a one size fits all and it should not be that way because everybody's different so, you know, you're able to, you know, try it out to try different things out, see which one, you know, you like the best and which one, you know, kind of sticks to um, see how then you can consistently incorporate, you know, some form of mindfulness and meditation in your everyday life. Because it doesn't only help with sex, it helps with everything, you know, it helps with your mental health, you know, it helps with, you know, um, like stress and anxiety. So there are just so many all around great benefits to it. Yeah, yeah, I do feel that if I should all be practicing. Yeah, absolutely. I do feel like if I block out some time just to like do some stretches, I think if I'm after the gym, then I find myself having to be mindful because I'm I'm laying there like ow ow, may as well <laughs> chill whilst I'm here. Um, but I always feel so much more collected and uh, afterwards, and I always sleep better, and I wake up feeling so rested. And I don't. And then I think, why am I not doing this every day? It's because I'm jumping in too hard. I'm going for like that whole hour and a half session. Like, okay, all my worries will just float away forever. And yeah. then the next day, I'm like, okay, I need to do it again, but I just don't have the time. But I never even considered like fitting it into daily activities. Just maybe not watching Netflix whilst I eat my breakfast, or not scrolling through Instagram whilst absolutely. I go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, how did you get into tantra? How did you start your journey? Um, well, I'm pretty new to it as well. Um, so I'm not, I wouldn't call mm -hmm. myself like a complete expert. I do have some, I do have a, you know, certificate on educate the education of Tantra through the center of excellence, but I got into Tantra when I started getting into yoga more and that was like about a year and a half ago. Um, and you know, just naturally it just sort of progressed more and I was already doing sex ed. So it progressed into more of like, what are some holistic ways that, you know, we can talk about um, like sex education, you know, through, you know, holistic mm -hmm. methods and like more about like somatic mm -hmm. techniques, like breathing and everything. Cause I was always interested in that um, about how people just like breathe and they can orgasm. It's like, what? So I just did some, <laughs> did some research on like, you know, what Tantra was and, you know, learning about, you know, its background and the philosophy of it. And I just thought it was just beautiful anyway, regardless of whether or not, you know, you're practicing tantric sex. Um, so I started studying it more and more. And then, you know, I decided that, you know, I wanted to, you know, learn more and get, you know, certification on it. So that's when I did my, did the course and it taught you everything about Tantra, not just sex, because it's a common misconception in the West that, you know, folks yeah, think that it's just about sex. And I was honestly going to be like doing some, I was looking into doing some sort of tantric retreat for, with my fiance, but COVID happened. So 
Oh, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so. Messed up so many plans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to have to wait I for suppose, that one. I suppose, tantrum comes in handy even more now during a time where everyone's so stressed. No one knows what's going to happen. They're missing out on their holidays. They can't see their doctors or their therapists. They can't be with their partners or their family. They're worried mm-hmm. about redundancy. All of that. Um, I think now is a perfect time for them to explore as well, to sit down and be, okay, what am I appreciative of? Okay, I've got a lot more than I thought, or I can just breathe through my anxiety. It, you know, it will, it will help. Because when I sit down and try and take a breath, suddenly I'm slightly less anxious. And if I know if I did it more regularly, I'd be great. <laughs> I'd be fine. Absolutely. Wow. Cool. I wish it was uh, more widely spread. That I wish mm-hmm. that it was sort of something that was introduced maybe in schools to think, to sit down and think about mindfulness in particular as well. I wish that more people knew about it. Well, when I spoke to my family about it, they were like, oh, um, isn't that what, like, Rod Stewart used to practice, where, like, you could just breathe, look at each other and you'd orgasm? I was like, what? Rod <laughs> so I think that's, that's what people, like, everyone's like, that's what it is. Yeah, yes, oh, Lindsay, I saw one of your posts about uh, people being able to orgasm with their minds. Can you please tell us something about that? Um, it's definitely possible. Like it's happened. It happens before, you know, some people can just, you know, be so like in almost like engulfed in the present moment in their mind that they're able to orgasm just by like thinking about sex, you know, and it's, I haven't achieved, I haven't gotten that far. (laughs) Not sure yet. But um, I think it just... Yeah, the poor sex toy companies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. They're going to run out of business. But um, I think, uh, yeah, that it's just... Um, I think that they have just, like, a deep understanding of themselves and, like, what turns them on. So they're able to, you know, visualize it. They probably have really good visualization skills. You know, they're able to do yeah. that. Um, so that's how they're, like, able to orgasm with their mind. But I don't think it's something that, like, is super, super common you know necessarily mm. and uh something that you know if somebody wants to try it then go ahead but you know there's nothing wrong with getting a little help otherwise yeah yeah definitely <laughs> i think yeah it's probably more of a skill than an than an end goal like yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah It'd be pretty impressive though <laughs> do you want to tell us just a little bit about you because um yeah we found you on instagram and your content is amazing. Oh, we, you. We're kind of using you as the Bible at the moment. Oh. But um, yeah, if you just just want to tell us a bit more about yourself, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Lindsay, and I'm a sexual health and wellness educator based out of Tampa, Florida. Um, I'm currently pursuing a master's of education in human sexuality at Widener University, where um, my hope in is to either you know also get my master's in social work as well and possibly become a counselor um, for kids who are struggling with like sexuality issues and sexual identity and or I would like to write curriculum for schools um, about um, comprehensive sex education so you know children are getting the best um, education mm-hmm. that they absolutely need from you know pre-k all the way beyond. We need we need more people like you. Yeah, yes, yeah, I know. It's a very sex negative culture. Yeah, it's very sex negative culture. Yeah, and it's it's always about heterosexual. It's never about LGBTQ. It's all about not getting pregnant. Yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. you never really Stronger feel seen, partner. do you? I was always very confused. Like, I don't think that I'm a lesbian, but I think that I find other women attractive. I think, but then they're like, oh no, it sounds like you're straight. I'm like, oh, okay. And then that led me to yeah. feel so confused for years. I think I have a sus now, I think, but still journey. <laughs> but if only they had covered that and said it was okay and... I mean, imagine how many children out there are just so lost and confused and no one will hear them. They don't feel seen. And I really... Absolutely. It's so wonderful that you could be the person that changes that. Hopefully. (laughs) That's the plan. You're a superstar. United States is a whole thing to tackle. The U.S. has, like, a whole bunch of different... Each state has varying laws on their um, stance on sex education. So it's very, like, Mm, it's very gray. It's not black and white at all. But, you know, we're definitely taking it, like, one step at a time. Um, But in the meantime, I have my blog, Sex Ed with Lindsay. That was kind of, like, almost Mm. at first was just a creative outlet, you know, to start um, even, like, you know, teaching myself how to teach sex ed a little bit in a sense. But it's, you know, become you know, like, a really, really important to me and become very much, like, source for education, so, mm-hmm. um, I just revamped my website, too, so, you know, I'm trying to, you know, it's more legit, I'd say, now, you know, and everything else, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever that means, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so I really also want, like, to educate, you know, um, educate folks who are trying to essentially unlearn what uh, harmful and negative stereotypes about sex that they mm-hmm. learned either through culture or through school or through porn and have them yeah. reframe their mind to think about um, sexuality and sex in, in a healthy way. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, so important. Absolutely. They need to unlearn that Catholic guilt, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, and I don't know about in America, but in the UK, you can your parents can opt you out from sex education completely. Yeah. which is yeah. so messed up <laughs> yeah that, that depends on the state but they do mm-hmm. have there are at least I think 20 opt-out states um that wow. let your including Florida where I'm in where they let you just sign a waiver and you're just, you can just opt your child out of out of sex ed we'll just teach them at eight. home we'll teach them everything we know we are very uh, no. we know so much don't it's have sex ever <laughs> yeah Yes, very harmful. That's the thing. I know that a lot of schools, especially um, ones that uh, circle around religion, religious schools, um, still think that um, abstinence is the the key method of contraceptives. Oh, it blows my mind. They're just asking for trouble. But they've also shown that those uh, in in the UK, I'm not sure about America, but the ones that do Mm. try and practice abstinence and stuff like that have the highest pregnancy rates. So it's like yes, it's true. What are they expecting? It's true. They're just, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you're, you're, it's fear-based. It's not, um, yeah. you know, necessarily based out of realistic expectations mm-hmm. for kids, and it's just almost setting them up to fail um, because we're not providing yeah. them all the information they need to make informed decisions and healthy decisions about their own bodies. Um, so if you're, like, forcing a child, essentially, you know, telling them that they can't have sex, you know, you're essentially taking control away from them and bodily Mm. autonomy away from them which is just Mm. provides a whole much of psychological and you know trauma and harm um and it's it is not effective you know it's absence only education is proven to be ineffective yeah so it's like (laughs) I, i get it from a parent point of view that you're trying to protect your child and you think you know better but 
shielding them from this. You need to allow them to make their own decisions, their own mistakes, or they're going to turn out to be anxious, uh, insecure adults. I know that even myself, uh, anxious and insecure. And I do think that's partly to do with how I was brought up. We didn't want to talk about sex. It wasn't awful, mm. but um, it could have been improved. And I think that it would be wonderful for the next generation and the generation after that to just be brought up to know that everything you're feeling is valid. You mm -hmm. should explore it's natural. your feelings. Yeah, yeah, it's so natural. That's the thing. Just, yeah, you can't fight it. Otherwise, you're just you're just lying to yourself. You don't know what you want. And then there, there are middle-aged people that don't know what they enjoy, what their pleasures are. Yeah. Um, they're hung up on things that just don't matter, and they're holding themselves back from leading a happy and fulfilling life. And we can fix that young. Yeah. But also, the parents like that do say, "Oh, you can't have sex. You you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that." Most mm. of the time, the kids are going to go, fine, I'm going to do it even harder. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very fair. A lot, yeah. a lot of times what we see and we find, you know, children, they're seeking out, like, sources about sex that are, are mm. harmful, like porn. And, mm. you know, that's yeah. not a healthy way to learn about sex, you know, because it's based on a pure fantasy. It's not realistic at all. Yep. So kids, again, are not equipped for any sexual experience to have, like, healthy conversations about sex, learn about condoms, contraceptives, mm. you know, consent is huge, mm. you know, you know, especially when, like, you know, learning sex through, you know, like a platform like porn, you know, there's no consent yeah. talk beforehand. You, you don't know. see the conversation. You don't see the warm up or the, uh, the aftercare. You don't see any of that. You just see yeah. straight sex. This is how it happens. A lot of porn as well. Um, obviously like things like a rape fantasy or like where it's more of mm. a, obviously it's not forced, but it looks like it's forced. And if they're growing up learning or just watching that kind of porn then they're it's just, it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not re not diverse. You mm, know, there's yes. a lot of, like, you know, yeah. hate porn, on it, honestly. There's, you know, I just yeah. wrote a blog post, and I'm publishing it, you know, sometime this weekend nice. on ethical porn and ethical porn sites mm. and where you can find and pay for ethical porn and, you know, the true underlying, you know, like, behind the scenes of what, like, you know, Pornhub and stuff actually is mm. um, and how yeah. harmful it truly is, you know, to the psyche of a of a person and to you know the performers as well yeah that um, would be really useful we'll have to yeah. check that out because uh, my go-to mm. would be Pornhub but then you see these things at the moment where there's like child trafficking and child porn that's yeah. being yeah. put onto Pornhub yeah. and mm. you, don't, you don't want to be using yeah. that as your material or using a platform yeah. that no. condones I that exactly yeah mm. I think ethical exactly. porn is a, a really good concept as well and it should be like more widely spread because I mean and, it, and if we can and ensure good sexual positivity at a young age, then exploring fantasies, kinks, fetishes as an adult that may be deemed inappropriate, like forced sex. Mm -hmm. uh, rape fantasies are a thing that some adults can explore safely. Um, then it's okay when it's done in the right way, with the right intentions, with the right knowledge, because it's not something their yes. child should Consent. be using to teach themselves or consent yeah absolutely but when yeah. an adult that you know has a healthy mindset a healthy attitude towards sex then they can explore these which is where some which is where ethical porn would come in handy you can know that everything is safe and well done and no one was harmed in the making of yeah. that is what we need we, absolutely. we need to know where it's coming from well the good thing was yeah the only thing that i say was good about my sex ed was it was brought in last minute and it was this video that showed the statistics of nor of porn against normal oh. sex 
and I found that was that was that, yeah that was um, brought in last minute. Mm. Oh, I see. I wish I I'd seen and that. They made anyone watch it, and That's important. yeah, that was quite good. It was like statistics mm-hmm. about squirting yeah. and like how because everyone thinks oh I, like everyone should yeah. go to do that then yeah. or it or, looks like, the same for everyone. Um, yeah. 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 It was all about like how yeah. vulvas look different and they're not all these tidy Passages. perfect. Little That's yeah. such a good thing to learn. Things. I remember being and, mortified. I've yeah. been so insecure of mine for so long. I don't think I let anyone go down on me for for years. <laughs> so yeah. just, uh, everything yeah. had to be in the dark or under a blanket. Don't look directly at it. Not directly at it. It's like the it's like an eclipse. Please don't look directly at <laughs> it. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing with the thing with body hair and yeah. how the origin of being shaved down there was so you would look younger. When you think about it like that, that's messed up. Really I, didn't think, I didn't know that that's the... Yeah. <laughs> it's not like really a mad. cosmetic thing. Hair on your vulva actually is like essentially supposed to... We're supposed to have hair on our vulva. It's supposed to be protective. It's mm. like protecting against the skin, mm. essentially. Yeah. And, you know, we're conditioned because of, mm. you know, what we see in imagery and media and stuff, which is, you know, hypersexualized and only denotes essentially one body type, you know, and everyone's supposed mm. to be hairless and this and this when it's, like, just not at all based in reality. Mm. And that just leads harmful imprints on, you know, especially vulva owners' yeah. bodies, you know, and in minds and how we're supposed to look and supposed to act and supposed to feel. And it takes a lot of fucking work to have to unlearn all yeah. of that terrible shit that we learned as a child so it, it and, but it, and it's it, that it, kind of thing like works. um yeah it's that kind of thing like body hair like oh i haven't shaved mm. or i have an ingrown hair or i have pimples or I, it doesn't look how i want it to look and it distracts us from being mindful it takes us away mm-hmm. from the possibility of tantra or tantric sex because i'm too distracted by like do i look okay do i look fat did i remember Absolutely. to wipe properly did i shave i don't know and mm. i think if we just let go of these things or rules that i'm supposed to abide by which i'm trying to do lately and suddenly i'm i feel free i'm yeah. like has this felt this good this whole time have i not <laughs> have i not noticed this yeah. is what it was <laughs> but i do i do also think a big thing that again that i've been trying to do recently is that going back to why am i doing this yeah. like am I shaving because my partner wants me to or am I shaving or am I being hairy because I want to like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do things where it's because I want to it's not about an external factor which of course is easier said than done but I'm trying to be a conscious effort of like why am I doing this thing Mm. absolutely do I actually want to or is it pressure from somebody else and I think that can make a massive difference absolutely Mm -hmm. completely and and just becoming self-aware of that is a huge deal Mm. yeah First yeah, step. Like I feel like almost liberated. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it's sad that we have to wait till this age yeah. and learn. Like we're yeah, still learning. Of course we're always learning, but the fact that it's taken this long. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, yeah. That's the downside, but I'm just grateful to be learning it now. And the more we learn, I feel like the freer we're getting. Mm-hmm. And the freer we're getting, the more we want to learn. So we want to spread spread all these messages. We want to spread your page. We want everyone to have sex ed with Lindsay. <laughs> 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 there's there's so many good sex positive so pages many. that are coming up now yeah yeah and that's i think really making a big difference because it's like a community you can follow all these people and everyone's supporting each other it's not like a competition Absolutely. who can be who can spread the yeah, most sex it's ed- like, education it's like we're all yeah it's, it's we all amazing. have a common we're all helping each other 
Yeah, yeah I've had, met so many amazing folks due to the sex ed page that are just inspiring yeah. and just want and just, you know, motivate me even, you know, mm. motivate me so much and, you know, are just like so amazing and brave and, you know, power, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. what, what they're doing and they're, they're so inspiring and, you know, I love being part of the sex ed community. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's great, and we. I love that. I'm. We're all making conscious effort. Like we're not going to be completely right, and we've been corrected mm-hmm. on stuff. Like yeah. uh, where I did, we did a post that was um, toys for guys, and really I should have made a post that was toys for people mm-hmm. with penises. Like it's not just for guys, yeah. and we should and like we should learn and like we're we're as we've done this account yeah. and we're learning new things and it shouldn't be a shame that yeah. we're we only we mean we well we only term. yeah we only want to help Absolutely. so if, if anyone wants to um alert us to something we've maybe missed or um or they've misunderstood then absolutely correct mm. us because we're all learning we all want to take care of everyone everything we're trying to put out there is wholesome <laughs> educational <laughs> i just want to encompass everyone's love in one page yeah <laughs> and it's great because a lot more time during I well we're not locked down anymore but like nothing's normal nowhere's normal in the world at the moment so <laughs> no some of us do have that extra time yeah to Florida's get fucked. creative Florida's still fucked really? yeah Florida's just <laughs> really horrible oh God. <laughs> Florida's still oh, like no. coronavirus cases are spiking in Florida but theme parks are open and no one gives a shit about people they just give a shit about how the economy is doing in Florida like their oh, governor God. is just a piece of shit sorry insane crazy I, person I'm sure you've heard yeah. about us on the news about yeah. how we're like a hot spot in coronavirus cases now Mm. Sorry, I had a rant for oh, a little so bit. Yeah. No, 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 do it, do it. <laughs> I hate him. Oh, trust, hate see, we, we, trust us, yeah. we know. <laughs> we, we rant, but really, in America, it's a whole different thing. But, well, um, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it'll end soon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. oh, it's great to talk to you. Yes, this yeah, has been right. wonderful. Yeah. And, yeah. Not too many technical difficulties. Yes, we got there in the end. We got it. We got through it. Just (laughs) enough to make it. Yeah. (laughs) We're not near each other though. Like we're me and Kaylee aren't near each other at all. We're like nearly three hours away, and you're definitely more than three hours away. (laughs) (laughs) It depends how fast your jet is. Yeah. I know. I went to. I've been to London a few, like twice before, and it's definitely a fun long journey, but. It's oh, you're right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. All right. right. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll see everybody we for it. the next episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Right. I can't wait to learn more about everything. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you all. <laughs> Bye.